You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's time for your weekly trip around the bases with your hometown team. It's Inside Twins, where we dive into the minds of the guys in charge for insight, information, and analysis. Inside Twins is brought to you by Continental Diamonds, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis with you live from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. On a beautiful Sunday afternoon, Twins and the Indians gearing up to wrap up this series. And just stop number one in a lengthy three-city, 11-game, 10-day road trip. Cleveland, Boston for four, and then Kansas City for a four-game, three-day weekend series. A doubleheader coming up on Saturday. So the Twins and the Indians set to wrap up this series. And the Twins are seeking a sweep. The last time the Twins swept a three-game series in downtown Cleveland, you have to go back to 1991. They can do that today beyond Irvin Santana seeking his 10th win. Josh Tomlin, a four-game winner, ERA over six, going today for the Indians. You can reach us in two ways by email, InsideTwins at TwinsBaseball.com or on Twitter, hashtag InsideTwins. And our guest in our Sunday program is the chief baseball officer from the Minnesota Twins. Joining us on the telephone, we say good afternoon to Derek Falvey. Derek, how are you? Hey, Corey, how are you today? I'm doing just fine. It's been a busy week for you, both with signing draft picks, but also, Derek, looking at the 25-man roster, the 40-man roster, adding minor league depth. This this week has been rather unique, hasn't it? <laughs> you know, people ask me after the draft, so is, is it time to uh, calm down a little bit? And I think we all know the, the answer to that. The reality is we're focused on uh, the next task, and, and right now this week has been uh, shuffling you know, some of the pieces on the team, but... Uh, trying to give Paul the best compliment of, of players we can to, to put ourselves in a great position to compete. And I think you've seen that over the last couple of days. Do you truly try to allot time like as you kind of make out your day that you know from, say, 9 to 11, I'm going to attack the draft and signing players. Then after that, it's going to be looking at our big league club and, and our 40-man roster spots. Does it ever work that easily? <laughs> I wish I do. Uh, I do plan out my days, try to jot down some notes early morning and uh, key priorities. And usually by about nine or ten o'clock, there, there's something that's gotten in the way of that plan. But uh, that's the reality of it, and I think it makes it fun. You know, we we always need to attack new tasks at hand every day, and uh, and and we're trying to get better each day. We have not had a chance to chat, and I don't want to spend too much time on the draft because Thad Levine was great with us on the draft last week. But your your perspective on the draft and all the picks you made, did it go the way you envisioned? And what were you most pleased about with the selections you made on draft day? You know, I, I th- it went certainly uh, as planned. You, you can't plan the draft completely. There's so many uh, variables that go into it in terms of selection of players and who might go in front of you between picks and otherwise. But what we sought out to do was to add as much talent into the organization as possible. And uh, in doing so, you have to be a little bit creative where you sign players and where you select them. You hope that uh, some players may fall a little bit and you have a chance to 
use some of the savings you had with certain bonuses to reapply to other players. So uh, we, we took the, the, the task on, and, and Sean and his staff did a great job of lining up our board to make sure we knew where the talent was. And we felt like we got players uh, well above the selections uh, where we had to make in terms of talent. So uh, I'm proud of the group and, and excited about the new players we have in the system. And do the players have goals this season, the guys that, that have already signed, that there are certain guys you know that they're going to start at Elizabethton and maybe finish there, where some may begin with Cedar Rapids and maybe some can even finish up with Fort Myers. Is that realistic for many of these young players? I think that's fair. Uh, what we try and do is, is uh, make the goals specific to the individual and less about the level. We want to make sure guys are working on their game, honing their craft, you know, making themselves the best version of themselves that they can be. And uh, we're not necessarily focused on, on level or level at the end of the year. We're focused on making sure that each player who comes in uh, knows what he needs to work on and at the end of the season is in a better place than where he started. I want to go uh, tackle one more thing before our first break, Derek, and kind of go back to, to, to yesterday's ball game here with the Twins. And you can probably offer great perspective on Corey Kluber and what he's become, but also where he came from. He struck out 13, still did not get the win yesterday. Twins won the game 4-2. But, but how did Corey Kluber become, honestly, what he is today? Yeah, Corey's a, you could talk a, a whole show about Corey and his development path and plan. I, I, I could say, without question, it speaks to who he is, his work habits, his, his character, uh, the way he handles um, his work off the field, his body, and otherwise, there's there's no part of his game that he isn't always trying to fine tune, and I think that speaks most to it. And then, you know, in comprehensive plan, you know, a, a lot of coaches who invested very deeply in his development, trying to get him to the best version of himself, and and partnering with him. Uh, I think it's a great organizational story, but first and foremost, a, a great deal of credit goes to Corey. All right, we'll take a break, come back. We'll dive into the Twins roster when we come back on the other side of this timeout. Chatting live with Derek Falvey. Inside Twins continues next on your home for Twins baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back. Inside Twins continues. Corey Provis here in Cleveland. Derek Falvey joining us on the phone. Twins and the Indians coming up about an hour from now. Urban Santana 9-4 and four for the Twins. And Josh Tomlin, a righty 4-8, and eight, throwing today for the Indians, Derek. Let's get back to the to the busy week it was regarding roster spots and, and various transactions that the team made. Uh, take me back earlier in the week with with Alan Buznitz, a guy that came over uh, from the Angels organization last year at the deadline, along with Hector Santiago and Alasco, Alex Meyer going back. What was Buznitz doing to earn this chance? Because the numbers were great. All right, we'll try and uh, get Derek Falvey back with us on the phone as quickly as we can. But, uh, yeah, Alan Buznitz had his contract selected on June 17th. Great numbers down in the minor leagues. And, of course, the Twins have had so many moving parts with this bullpen. Uh, and as Danny and I have discussed throughout the week and the last couple of weeks, getting short starts from the uh, twin starting pitchers have just necessitated so many different moves, guys that were not on the 40-man, guys that have been on the 40-man, and now designated for assignment. We're going to get into some of those as we try and uh, get Derek Falvey back with us on the phone. Uh, we'll also dive into some other things. Phil Hughes had a rehab appearance yesterday, his second out of the bullpen 
And the plan is for Phil to go again today. So Hughes back-to-back starts. We'll see uh, at least appearances out of the bullpen. We'll see how that goes and, uh, and, and what's next for Phil. Does he have to stick down there or will he join the team uh, on this road trip as well, whether it be in Boston or Kansas City? Uh, so what we'll do right now, folks, we'll take another break and try to get Derek Falvey back with us on the phone. Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. More of our Sunday program next on your home for Twins Baseball. Hi, right, we're back. Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. And Derek Falvey joining us on the phone. He rejoins our Sunday program. And, Derek, I'm not sure if you heard my question before we lost you there, just about some of the young arms you've added to this team this week, guys like Hildenberger and Buznitz who had their contracts selected. Were the numbers pretty much uh, the reason why those guys have been added to the team? I think we knew with that group there that, uh, and those two guys you just mentioned and some others that uh, were on the come, that we, we had a plan in, in mind that we may see them at some point this year. But the last thing you want to do is rush some of, the, of those young arms. You want to make sure that when they come up here, uh, it's, it's uh, with a, a ton of thought have put into it with respect to their timeline at the major league level. So we felt like those guys were ready and, and, and able to contribute and help us moving forward. So we're excited to have them as part of the club. And Buznitz brings some power to the back end of the bullpen as well, or middle relief where we've seen him kind of bounce around a little bit. And and Hildenberger, the, the sidearm delivery. Are there many prospects and young pitchers you've seen in the Twins organization that throw in that manner? You know, it's it's a unique arm angle, certainly. I think as we've seen over uh, the last maybe decade or so at the major league level, bullpens are comprised of so many different types of weapons, you know, whether it's a unique angle you know, to, to cut across, maybe get right-handed hitters out or left-handed hitters, uh, guys with some velocity or, or a different type of pitch. I think Trevor's got one of those types of deliveries that gives him some uniqueness uh, and allows him to be a, a change of pace for a hitter. Dylan G was also added to the uh, big league club. He had his contract selected, a guy that's got a wealth of uh, major league time. Was it just a need of, of, of starting experience and a guy that can provide length as maybe just not many internal options? He had to go look outside the organization. You know, one thing we had said we were committed to was to try and find good options uh, whenever they came available through any means necessary. So whether that's trade or claim or otherwise, uh, we continue to work to, to uh, assist Paul and his staff in, in building out the group uh, that can be weapons for us. And Dylan, somebody who's had a, a great deal of Major League experience and success at different junctures, uh, we certainly ran into a tough game the other day where we had to get deep into our bullpen. And, and so we have plans in mind, but sometimes those can change. And uh, uh, Dylan was somebody we knew was a, was a good option for us at some point here soon uh, when length was potentially necessary within the bullpen. You know, going back to, to Thursday's loss with the White Sox, Derek, Danny and I were surprised that uh, Nick Turley waited so long to throw his first curveball. Any, any reason why he waited to like his 22nd or 23rd pitch to really throw that first curveball? You know, I, I know it's something that uh, Paul's addressed a bit, and, and Chris Jimenez and, and Nick. You know, you go through each game plan and work through hitters, and, and sometimes it's a feel thing for for a player, and you know, whether or not he has a feel for it in that moment. I think we all, we always leave those to the, the catchers and the pitchers who are really working through that game plan. Uh, and so uh, I, I I don't have anything to comment uh, in addition on that, but I, I do know that. When when you go through a lineup and you're trying to figure out what's the best way to navigate the first time, second time, and third time through, you know, getting outs with your fastball is essential. So uh, I'm, I'm sure they work through a specific game plan. 
to add both Dylan G and Trevor Hildenberger to the first, the 40-man roster, you had to create openings. And both Mason Melitakis and Alex Wimmers designated for assignment or release. Melitakis seemed to cause some angst amongst Twins fans, even though we've never seen him at the big league level. Uh, take take me through that call. What uh, what were you not seeing with Melitakis that uh, forced you to go down that road? You know, it's it's always very difficult when you're working through the the 40 spots uh, on on your roster that you know we we don't take any of those spots lightly. And so when you when you fill a spot and you have someone on there uh, and you have to take them off, you know it's always difficult. We view these guys as major league players, and ultimately you know, there there have to be decisions that are made about him versus another player at some point along the way. I'm I'm confident Mason has the ability to to get to the major leagues and and have an impact uh, hopefully with us but we'll we'll you know we'll see where things take us uh, in the next course of uh, a week or so as we work through the decisions on that kind of uh, that kind of move how much of it and maybe a small part just based on just immediate need but do you look at guys who you believe internally have the potential to clear and to get, could then stay in your system albeit no longer on the 40 man roster is that is that part of the conversation amongst you and, and Thad and others yeah, it's all part of the equation. I think you need to look at you know, what are the options, uh, who could potentially get sent out and clear, you know, which players would be retained within the organization or otherwise. And uh, it, it's all part of the, the conversation about roster management. Uh, and like I said, it's never easy. Uh, we view each of these guys when we add them or remove them uh, as major league pieces. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on the 40-man roster. So we know that there's some risk and, and players could end up elsewhere, but that's part of the job. And, and we need to make those decisions for the better of the team. Phil Hughes right now is on a rehab assignment with uh, AAA Rochester. He threw Wednesday, he threw yesterday out of the bullpen. He's set to throw again today. If he gets through this one today without any setback, what's next, Derek, for Phil Hughes? You know, I think that's when we have uh, another conversation. You know, Paul and I will chat, uh, see where Phil's at. We'll talk with Phil, uh, see how he's feeling coming out of uh, having one outing and then going with the back-to-backs, which is a, uh, a necessity if you're coming out of the bullpen. So we want to make sure he's feeling good uh, and continuing to progress. Uh, anytime a, a rehab assignment is, is started, uh, you have a plan in mind, but at the same time you can always adjust depending how the player feels. So we'll have that conversation with him after today in today's game and, and see where he's feeling and, and take some next steps from there. Glenn Perkins suffered another setback, uh, Derek, with his recovery, uh, some biceps tendonitis that he's uh, fighting through right now, an injection uh, into his arm, into his shoulder uh, earlier in the week. Is this a serious setback for, for Glenn or just kind of a bump in the road? You know, we've, we've talked about Glenn going back really through the off season and into spring training, and one of the consistent things we talked about was that when you set out on a rehab assignment, you want to be thoughtful about uh, making sure that everything's done day by day, uh, handled the right way. And you know, we, I've, I've said all along that setting timelines or, or an artificial date for return I think is risky, and, and these are the reasons why, just because – Guys will have setbacks along the way, and, and Glenn had one right now, so he'll be shut down for a brief period of time here before he ramps up again. Uh, I would say that, you know, in all in all, there's no uh, major changes or structural or otherwise, so let's see if we can get this tendonitis um, handled and then take the next steps back on his recovery path. It's not always linear, but I'm confident Glenn will work through it. Back to the big league club, the Twins have a nine-man bullpen. Is this a short-term run at this, or uh, is this how it's going to play out the next couple of days? Well, I think you know, when you when you have a as we talked about the other day a start where you're 
uh, you had a, you had a starter go really short, you know, not get out of that first inning. You know you're going to be uh, catching up for a few days. We've had a couple of different opportunities to do that. But what I'll say about this club is you can see how resilient they are. You have a you have a tough stretch there. You have a starter go short, and then you go into the division leader in Cleveland and, and have a chance to you know to to sweep a series when you go into Sunday. That's that's a resilient club. So what we'll do is we'll make decisions day by day. We do need to uh, make a move uh, to start for Hector Santiago here coming up in Boston, uh, and we'll continue to make adjustments, as you guys have seen throughout the course of the year. Uh, there's a plan in place, but we can always adjust. Uh, we'll take our last break, come back. We'll dive into Miguel Sano, get Derek's take on if he's okay with Miguel participating in the Home Run Derby. We'll dive into that topic when we wrap up Inside Twins next at your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back. Last few minutes of Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis in Cleveland. Derek Falvey joins us on the telephone. And Derek, Miguel Sano was telling us not too long ago that he would love if asked to participate in the Home Run Derby coming up in a matter of weeks. Any reservations from your seat about Miguel doing just that? You know, it's uh, I, that doesn't shock me at all. You know, Miguel's somebody who uh, certainly loves uh, swinging the bat, and and we've seen can hit balls a long way. I think we want to be thoughtful about you know what's best for him and otherwise, and how to prepare him for it. But you never want to take uh, an opportunity like that away from a player on such a big stage. And we'll see Irvin Santana. He has built uh, an all-star resume himself. I know June hasn't gone as well as April and May, but he. He set the bar so high, didn't he, Derek, with the way that he was pitching the first two months of the season? Yeah, I think, you know, the reality is that when, when someone goes on a run like Irvin did to start the beginning of the year, uh, you know he's in for a bit of regression. Uh, that That's just reality of a, over the course of a long season. So uh, I, I think you go in expecting a, a tick of that, especially at the rate he was posting in, uh, in the early part of the year. But Irvin's a professional. He's a veteran. He knows how to pitch. You know, he makes adjustments on the fly and, and will adjust back to hitters uh, through the course of a game. So I'm confident he's the guy leading our staff and, and will put out a good effort today. You know, Derek, uh, just reading various social media platforms and beat writers, uh, national writers, and some local writers, you're hearing and reading the, the chatter now about guys who may or may not be available uh, for the upcoming you know, trade deadline next month. Are you noticing uh, kind of an uptick in chatter? Has that conversation uh, reached a different level now that the draft has come and gone? You know, I, 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 to be honest there, I, I would say probably not as much as you might think publicly. Uh, the reality is that with the second wild card and, and the way teams are, are set up now, um, it, it's led to a lot more competition really through the month of July. And uh, my, my sense is now that the draft is wrapped up and teams are really focused on what is going on presently at the major league level, that you'll see it more in the coming weeks. But we're not quite to that that moment in time when a lot of discussions start taking place, uh, I would imagine that'll pick up in the next two weeks. Do you like the trade deadline date where it is right now? Would you like to see it move back or even, you know, back in the day, it used to be in June. Are you happy with where the date is right now or maybe even later? You know, I, I could see, uh, I, I certainly could see both sides of the argument there. I, I could see real value in uh, keeping it where it is or maybe pushing it a little bit later into the summer, uh, particularly in light of, as I just mentioned, that second wild card spot and more teams in contention later. I uh, certainly wouldn't want to move it back, uh, but I, I, I do see the, the, the reality is that deadlines drive decisions. We all know that. So whenever that deadline comes, I think a lot of activity you'll see in the, in the week leading up to it. Derek, always appreciate the time. Enjoy the game today, and we'll, we'll uh, catch up soon. Sounds good, Corey. Thanks.
Uh, we thank Derek Falvey for joining us on the telephone. Inside Twins, always fun to bring it to you here on the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Much more to come throughout uh, our afternoon. Chris and the pregame show moments away. Then we'll have Game 3, Santana Tomlin. Twins seeking a sweep. Haven't happened or hasn't happened in Cleveland since 1991. Irvin and Tomlin Game 3 coming up. Stay tuned. Chris and the pregame show right around the corner on your home for Minnesota Twins Baseball.